Monday, March 22nd, the fifth week in Lent. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. In Babylon there lived a man named Joachim, who married a very beautiful and God-fearing woman, Susanna, the daughter of Hilakai. Her pious parents had trained their daughter according to the law of Moses. Joachim was very rich. He had a garden near his house, and the Jews had recourse to him often because he was the most respected of them all. That year, two elders of the people were appointed judges, of whom the Lord said, Wickedness has come out of Babylon, from the elders who were to govern the people as judges. These men, to whom all brought their cases, frequented the house of Joachim. When the people left at noon, Susanna used to enter her husband's garden for a walk. When the old men saw her enter every day for her walk, they began to lust for her. They suppressed their consciences. They would not allow their eyes to look to heaven and did not keep in mind just judgments. One day, while they were waiting for the right moment, she entered the garden as usual with two maids only. She decided to bathe for the weather was warm. Nobody else was there except for the two elders who had hidden themselves and were watching her. Bring me oil and soap, she said to the maids, and shut the garden doors while I bathe. As soon as the maids had left, the two old men got up and hurried to her. Look, they said, the garden doors are shut, and no one can see us. Give in to our desire and lie with us. If you refuse, we will testify against you that you dismissed your maids because a young man was here with you. I am completely trapped, Susanna groaned. If I yield, it will be my death. If I refuse, I cannot escape your power. Yet it is better for me to fall into your power without guilt than to sin before the Lord. Then Susanna shrieked and the old men also shouted at her as one of them ran to open the garden doors. When the people in the house heard the cries from the garden, they rushed in by the side gate to see what had happened to her. At the accusations by the old men, the servants felt very much ashamed, for never had any such thing been said about Susanna. When the people came to her husband, Joachim, the next day, the two wicked elders also came, fully determined to put Susanna to death. Before all the people they ordered, send for Susanna, the daughter of Hilakai, the wife of Joachim. When she was sent for, she came with her parents, children, and all her relatives. All her relatives and onlookers were weeping. In the midst of the people, the two elders rose up and laid their hands on her head. Through tears she looked up to heaven, for she trusted in the Lord wholeheartedly. The elders made this accusation. As we were walking in the garden alone, this woman entered with two girls and shut the doors of the garden. Dismissing the girls, a young man who was hidden there came and lay with her. When we in the corner of the garden saw this crime, we ran towards them. We saw them lying together, but the man we could not hold because he was stronger than we. He opened the doors and ran off. Then we seized her and asked who the young man was, but she refused to tell us. We testify to this. The assembly believed them, since they were elders and judges of the people, and they condemned Susanna to death. But Susanna cried aloud, O eternal God, you know what is hidden, and you are aware of all things before they come to be. You know that they have testified falsely against me. Here I am about to die, though I have done none of the things which these wicked men have charged me. The Lord heard her prayer. As she was being led to execution, God stirred up the Holy Spirit of a young boy named Daniel, and he cried aloud, I will have no part in the death of this woman. 
All the people turned and asked him, What is this you are saying? He stood in their midst and continued, Are you such fools, O children of Israel, to condemn a woman of Israel without examination and without clear evidence? Return to court, for they have testified falsely against her. Then all the people returned in haste. To Daniel the elder said, Come sit with us and inform us, since God has given you the prestige of old age. But he replied, Separate these two far from each other, that I may examine them. After they were separated one from the other, he called one of them and said, How you have grown evil with age. Now have your past sins come to term, passing unjust sentences, condemning the innocent and freeing the guilty, although the Lord says, The innocent and the just you shall not put to death. Now then, if you were a witness, tell me under what tree you saw them together. Under a mastic tree, he answered. Daniel replied, your fine lie has cost you your head, for the angel of God shall receive the sentence from him and split you in two. Putting him to one side, he ordered the other one to be brought. Daniel said to him, offspring of Canaan, not of Judah, beauty has seduced you, lust has subverted your conscience. This is how you acted with the daughters of Israel, and in their fear they yielded to you. But a daughter of Judah did not tolerate your wickedness. Now then, tell me under what tree you surprised them together. Under an oak, he said. Daniel replied, Your fine lie has cost you also your head. For the angel of God waits with a sword to cut you in two, so as to make an end of you both. The whole assembly cried aloud, Blessing God who saves those who hope in him. They rose up against the two elders, for by their own words Daniel had convicted them of perjury. According to the law of Moses, they inflicted on them the penalty that they had plotted to impose on their neighbor. They put them to death. Thus was innocent blood spared that day. The Word of the Lord. Responsorial Psalm Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want in verdant pastures. He gives me repose. Besides restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. You spread the table before me, in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. I take no pleasure in death of the wicked man, says the Lord, but rather in his conversion, that he may live. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commands us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? 
They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin any more. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's readings are perfect examples of God's justice and mercy. In the first reading, we see two wicked elders, and the passage tells us that they suppressed their consciences and would not allow their eyes to look to heaven. They were choosing to sin, but we learn that this isn't the first time for them. They were both habitual sinners and seemingly no remorse. Daniel accuses the one of having the reputation of passing unjust sentences on others, and the other one of frequent sins of impurity against young women who consented out of fear. These elders had every opportunity to turn away from their sins, but they chose not to. God's justice finally caught up with them. In the gospel reading, the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman caught in the act of adultery to stone her to death. Now to test Jesus, they asked him for his opinion, and he seemed not to answer them, but instead bends down to write something in the dirt. When pressed for his opinion again, he answers, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bends down again and writes in the dirt. What is the significance of these writings? The Bible does not say what it was that Jesus wrote on the ground. I read somewhere that he first wrote down all the names of the women's accusers. Then after he challenged them to throw the first stone, he wrote down their own sins that would justify harsh punishment. Only God knows the state of one's soul. They all walked away, all given the gift of mercy. We can hope that some of them accepted it. Remember Jesus' final words to the woman, Go and sin no more. There is an obligation of cooperation with God's grace to receive this great gift. I always thought that this passage was about mercy given to the woman, and it is, but this passage is more about God's gift of mercy to all of us. The passage from Ezekiel spells it out for us. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked man, but rather in his conversion. God's mercy always precedes his justice. I find so much hope in Jesus' words to St. Faustina. He said, I desire trust from my creatures. Encourage souls to place great trust in my fathomless mercy. Let the weak, sinful soul have no fear to approach me, for even if it had more sins than there are grains of sand in the world, all would be drowned in the unmeasurable depths of my mercy. But he also said, Those who run away from my merciful heart will fall into the hands of my justice. So for this Lent, let us accept this great gift of mercy that is offered by our divine Savior with the words, Jesus, I trust in you.